All right, folks, this show is sponsored by Anchor. A while back, we switched over to Anchor as our hosting platform for Panel to Panel. And to be honest, it's actually been one of the best experiences we've had when it comes to hosting our podcast. A lot of people think making a podcast is super difficult, but Anchor actually allows you to record and edit your podcast all on your phone if that's what you want to do. Anchor even helps you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other places like that. That way you can get your podcast to a wide audience of different people. And the best part about it, it's totally free. So go ahead, check out Anchor.fm, or download the Anchor app on your phone or through the App Store or the Google Play Store and check it out today. Now let's turn the page and get to this week's episode of Panel to Panel. time for on comics grounds.com flagship podcast panel to panel where a bunch of folks shoot the breeze and talk about comic books and such we are here live once again on twitch.tv slash on comics ground to bring you the latest and greatest comic book news and everything we want to talk about so we are here right now don't forget to follow us on twitter and instagram at uh, uh, on comics ground for all of the latest news and reviews don't forget to follow the podcast on twitter at ptp underscore podcast all right, so to my left, we have the man who is really angry at Tom King right now, apparently. Uh, Travis, I'm always, how you always. Doing? <clears throat> I'm, I'm always, I, I used to love the man, but now it's like, I feel like I've been cheated on. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then to my right, the woman who went and saw the kitchen this evening. How you doing, Miss Mary? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. That's what's up. That's what's up. So let's get into our opening topic, which is DC uh, apparently had a little bit of a slip up this past week where they shipped out a bunch of comics and now are is asking retailers to destroy every copy they have of Superman number 14 and Supergirl number 23, uh, number 33. I apologize. And it's because of the fact that apparently the covers of the books do not coincide with the events currently going on in the books. And it, it that that's kind of crazy that they just flat out want to destroy the copies. That's I, I didn't fully understand it. It didn't make any sense to me. Though I do see this as something that could end up being a problem later on. Because if a random shop just keeps that book around for whatever reason. And it floats into the, the secondary market. That's going to be a hot item for a hot minute. Well. Um, here's the thing about that. Is that if Diamond finds out. It did not coincide with their request. That store could lose their Diamond contract. Ooh had to when i was working at the comic book store i've had to destroy covers before 
And by destroy the cover, it basically just means you're ripping the cover off of the book. Oh, God, that's so horrible. That's out of ten, cool. nine times out of ten, uh, the barcode is on the front of the book. And even if it's not, nobody's going to want to buy a book without a cover. True. That's so um, Like, wow, when a comic awesome. comes in damaged and you have to return it to diamond all you're doing is sending back the covers you don't actually send back the book because it would cost too much yeah the counter um at the store and i would just rip covers off damages oh. Oh. so um the big reason that the they're ordering the copies destroyed or not ordering but asking is that um they are technically considered misprints and they want to keep misprints off the market. Um, there's a, uh, I remember when I was working at the store, there was a copy of Saga that was misprinted. Uh, there was a copy of Justice League that was printed with the wrong cover. Oh. While rare, it is not unheard of. But the fact that it looks like the main and the variant covers. Ooh. Don't super quote me on that, but from what I'm reading, it appears that it could be the main and the variant covers that are getting yanked. That's going to be expensive. But I think what's interesting is that um, DC is replacing all of the issues at no cost. Uh, the retailers are basically going to see a credit on their uh, Diamond account. Oh. They don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, they could just totally make... Like, it's nice to see that, that they are doing it, because sometimes the publishers are just nice to uh, retail outlets. Okay. But I have never actually seen a request for um, this widespread... Well... Oh. What what bothers me is that this isn't the first it's, time. But like you said, if any of these covers make it to the uh, those would go up in price. Oh, they would definitely would. It would just start shooting up. Um, what bothers me the most about this is that um, if you look at the past, like I think, ever like like the past few years of DC, there's been multiple covers that like show things that aren't actually happening in the book. Like, I remember um, during Brian Edward Hill's arc on um, Detective, there was literally, a, a, like, a cover where um, Black Lightning, Katana, and Batman were going to fight the remnants of Brainiac, and they didn't end up doing that in the issue, even though solici the solicitation said they were going to. And it was like, okay... So like production rush. Well, the, the thing was they never they never ended up like having any interaction with Brainiac during that arc, so it was just really weird that, that happened. So either it was a situation similar to the the, the like the the whole writing change of Justice League Odyssey. That's another book that went through like huge changes before it launched, or I don't even know. I mean, huge parts of Odyssey were re were rewritten. I'm surprised that book is still on shelves. Honestly, you and me both. 
I, I, I wanted it to be so good because the idea of, like, a space Justice League just, like, rang out, like, this is totally just, like, DC giving me my ultimates back, but, like, in a new form, but then, like, it doesn't look like it's going anywhere, and I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. But no, Travis, what do you think about the situation? Um, honestly, I'm probably the odd man out. I would not be destroying that cover at all. (laughs) No way. No way. Just, just because it's, it's like, it's like getting a misprinted Honus Wagner. You know what I mean? It could be one of those issues later on in life, but I don't know. It's, um, I find it odd that they're encouraging the destruction of the, of the piece even though they don't want, I understand they don't want it on the market because of different fluctuations in pricing and all that stuff, but that's kind of the beauty of collecting. That's what happens. It's par for the course, you know? So having it destroyed kind of feels, eh. Unfortunately, that's a huge diamond regulation. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, with the damages, we, we would have to rip off the covers, and we would send the covers to Diamond, and they would look through it. The actual books, um, the actual, like, damaged copies of the books, just dumpster. Um, oh, that just hurts my soul. And if all the damage was on the cover, so... Yeah. I just, like, the idea and because... of all the books being hurt like that, like, oh, It hurts. It hurts deep collector i am and i have probably ripped the covers off of hundreds of books doesn't that like hurt your soul like doing that shit though and uh what we had to do to the returnable rebirth books because it was the same thing oh Oh. you rip the covers off and you send it back that that, what's that's what it means by returnable you don't just send the whole book back oh no that's just painful fam so, yep, there's a lot of cover ripping going on at your favorite comic book store. Uh, like, like, like you just get like a, like a chill up your spine thinking about the idea of books being violated like that. First time I had to do it, it was so difficult. <laughs> Were you just, <laughs> just like, like, I can't do this. <laughs> it's like you're it's like you're pointing a gun at like a helpless child. You're just like I can't. It's horrible. And then you like you you feel for these things. Like you feel for these books that people put love and effort into. Like mm-hmm. it kind of it, it kind of like exposes one of those weird things about the industry that you don't know about. And then you're just like, oh. It's also a huge waste of paper. It really is. Like like not only are like the back issues that are like overprinted like a waste of paper, but you're just like tearing them apart and just ugh. Uh huh. Alright, well from there we're going to move into the other topic, one of our other topics of the evening, which is, so last week, I recommended that everyone and their mama should go watch Amazon Prime's new series, The Boys, based off the Wildstorm comic book, which now is a Dynamite comic book, because Wildstorm was bought by Dynamite the property, and... Oh, I, I, I wonder if, if anyone listened to me. Because somehow, within the past two weeks, it has become Amazon Prime's most binged-watched show. And that is insane. Like, that, like the idea of the, like this comic book show being that popular just blows my mind. And now they're already tweeting out pictures of them filming next season. And it blows my mind. Mary has not had a chance to, to, to check it out. But Travis, you've been binging this past week. Slowly but surely. 
Yeah. How you feel about this? Oh, I'm uh, I'm in love personally. Um, but like to to be fair, this is coming from a huge Mark Wade's irredeemable fan. Ooh. So it, it it's it's a stepping stone for me for irredeemable to have this such a grim dark world be so interesting. Ah, oh, it's it's great, and it opens the door for other comic book shows to have the same kind of tone. Like that's what I'm really excited for. It it definitely take like it almost like it reminds you of the gruesomeness of Deadpool, but then it ramps it up even higher. Where it's just like, and I, I mentioned it last week. Someone had asked me if it was like punish like like Punisher, but worse when it comes to like violence. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's more of like Watchmen, but written competently. Like where it's not written in the most psychopathic way, it's written to like expose the problems that could be seen if superheroes were actually celebrities. And like, I, I keep making the joke, which it's semi a spoiler, but you 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 never like, like feel the same way again until you see like a, a, a man, an invisible man explode from a bomb in his ass. Like it plastique, tra- <laughs> it, 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 tra- it transforms you into a new person. Like. It, it, <laughs> But it's going, so good. But you're going through this show, and you see the struggle of this guy who loses everything, and then and then wants to get revenge, like like, like against these superheroes, the Seven, and you like you see how the the like this corporation has like militarized the superheroes into the ultimate celebrities, but also into the ultimate weapons to the point that they're trying to lobby Congress to allow them to be a part of the military, and you're just like. That's a really bad idea. <laughs> like the idea- but it's super common in comics, though. That that the idea of superheroes being government agents is definitely huge. It happened this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and you're mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> then he's gonna cry <laughs> because Tom. I'm already crying. <laughs> I'm already crying. I'm already doing it. <laughs> but, but no, and like you, like you watch this series, and like you, you kind of feel like, like, like the big example of like the new hero um, of freaking. I can't think. This is what happens when you when you binge a show all in one night, and then you forget shit. Starlight. It's like Starlight being the new hero and going out there and trying to be the best she can be. It feels like a lot of people who just start getting into superhero comics or have been into superhero comics and like have those perfect ideals for a long time. But then you read like one dark comic book or like have one bad experience reading a book and then you realize that everything isn't just like black and white and you're just like, whoa, this is a horrible landscape that we're in. And you you see the corruption for what it is and it just it blows your mind. Oh man. Whew. So, so what was what was some of your favorite like grim dark stuff going on in the show, James? I think for me the one the one that hit me like a freight train was this like there's this scene where the like ironically enough, the suit like the super speedster A train um and ends up doing something very tragic because he like a he wants to keep the secret of what he's doing wrong like secret and he like like he has to hurt the person he loves and it's so heartbreaking but like you you see it coming a mile away you thought it was going to happen like an episode ago but then it happens the way it does and you're just like damn 
and then like there's one really messed up moment that like it there's two involving the Aquaman archetype where you 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 feel for him like somewhat but then you re- then, but then you remember he was a scumbag earlier and you're just like uh I can't yeah, I don't feel you, bad bro. for that fool at all <laughs> oh, bro, you, <laughs> I don't feel bad for wait, that fool just, at all just wait and like it just like you, you want to feel for him but then you're like uh I can't, man. You did some, you did some bad stuff. I can't do it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because, like, my favorite part of the show so far is the sit-down conversation that Homelander has with the Deep. The, oh my god! Oh, oh my god! And it is so great. He just shoulder rubs. And he's like, "Yeah, we don't, we don't need to have this conversation anymore, do we?" He's like, "No, no, no, no man, no, it's cool, no, no, it's no." Cool. no. Do you think I'm stupid, Deep? No, 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 no. no. You're the smartest guy, man. Like, <laughs> which the inferior, yeah. the inferiority complex on Homelander alone is just mind blowing. Oh yeah, it's it's so intense, dude. He has to like assert dominance in such a manner, like to where like he even disapproves of being feared. I think that's what threw me off pretty mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Like, he goes out of his way to make sure, like, everyone's on his side, even though he's doing the worst of things. And then, like, actually, no, I take it back. There's one scene in this entire show that will leave you scarred for the rest of your days. Like, um, have you gotten to the airplane yet, Travis? I have not, but oh. I, I don't care if you spoil it because I have read the comics, so I know what you're well, talking about. <laughs> I, I will spoil it for Mary because Mary's in her, gonna hurt too. But like, <laughs> like she, like she's like she, like seeing two of the like 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 of her heroes like in archetype form doing this is just gonna be like, oh my heart, and like it makes you hate Homelander so much. Like, oh yeah, like 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 like, oh, just, yeah. like before you knew he was an asshat, but now you're just like, oh. Oh, you're just wrong. Bro. You're just wrong you're the on worst. every level of the book. You're literally the worst person. Like, <laughs> and, then, and then he keeps ramping it up and ramping it up, and you keep learning about how he's just this fickle little child. And then the end of the season drops, and you're like, oh, so this is where we're going? Oh, okay. Let's see what happens next. <laughs> no, he can't. I hate it. <laughs> Well, it's it's funny that you mentioned the fickle little child part of this because, like, when you think about Homelander, you know, they were all tested, like, when they were kids, you know, to get their powers and such. And you find out, like, if you figure out greatly as a physical or a, a visual example, rather, that when you have the power of someone like Homelander, do you really have to grow up? That's true. You know what I mean? Like, and that's kind of like, it's very indicative throughout all the heroes, especially like Translucent, for example. Like, that dude is literally a glorified, invincible peeping Tom in his personality. Yeah. Yeah. That is the best way to phrase that possible. Oh my God. Like, wow, you hit the nail on the head there. And then, like, <laughs> and, like the deep is just like, he. I I, no, I I I I changed my previous statement. Um, the deep is the one with the inferiority complex. Homelander is just a psychopath. Like the deep yeah. is the one who like <laughs> literally like tries to act like he's all that in a bag of chips, and then is the reason why we need a trigger warning like three different times. And it's just like, ugh. 
And is yeah. I, I do. My heart breaks for Queen Maeve, though. My heart breaks for that poor girl. Like she tries so hard to be the Wonder Woman of the team, and she just can't. Like she tries so hard, but like Homelander just so just, like, disillusioned. She's just so sick of the whole thing. It is so obvious. I liked that, honestly. Oh, I, I think Mary's gonna love that character. Oh, Mary is literally gonna cling to Queen May for all that she is. Not only because she's the Wonder Woman character, yeah. but also <laughs> because of like other things that happen. And you're just like, Maeve, I want to see you succeed. And it's just like, ugh, ugh, Maeve, Maeve, do good. I need you to do good, but you're not doing good. And it's just, ugh, it hurts your soul. Yeah, it, I think another heart, like a really heartbreaking part of that whole show too, was like the the hero's journey that starlight went through yes oh my god I, I i was so devastated how she was just like i can't why are you guys like this and then suddenly she's like that and i'm like no please don't do this and it's like like, like, like the wake-up call she enters where not only she realized that realizes that the heroes are scum but like everybody is scum and it just hits you like a like, like a truck where it's just like wow everything i thought i knew was wrong but I'm still going to be a hero regardless. You gain so much respect for her for that. Oh, it's, it's so, it, it, like, the stuff that she puts herself through is, like, just so next level. Just in the, for the sake of I want to be a good hero and I want to do good for people. Yes. And it's just like that's, yeah, her whole philosophy, I guess, throughout the show was just like, this is unrealistic. <laughs> also, I got to say, shout out to, um, the deeps like like caretaker when he goes to ohio because he said akron was a shithole and i was like damn i'm from there and i feel you but damn it's <laughs> like like what happened like, like they end up like exiling the deep to sandusky ohio they're like we got cedar point in the deep you could like have a ribbon cutting for the new water park and it's like no no, don't do that, Deep. You're better than that. You're scum, but you're better than that. <laughs> That's got to be the worst, though, ever. <laughs> like, being asked to, like, like support SeaWorld and all that shit. Like, that has to be annoying as, like, a water oh. And then, like... I remember him... <laughs> oh, no, go for it. Go for it. Uh, I remember him talking about that, where it's like, anytime it's a water issue, I'm the only one that they call. A lake. <laughs> if it's a lake, a they call me. <laughs> Like it, like now, granted, I I like though that they don't beat the whole like he's a water hero thing over your head like they're trying to make him Aquaman joke kind of thing, but they play it up enough where he's almost like self-deprecating to himself rather than like the audience or the fans being that way to him. Right. So that was the cool thing there. Um. So Travis, do you think the average person should watch the boys? Um. Define average. Like like the casual <laughs> who watches the CW shows. Um, if they're tired of all the camp and the CW shows, definitely. Because this is a, a whole 180 and then just headfirst dive, no hands in front of you, into the darkness that can be the superhero realm. Okay. Okay. So, uh, now someone like Mary, who has like all the information in the world... From her years of reading, do you think she will enjoy this? I honestly, I I don't know. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, why is that? It's um because the show is super super duper doodly. 
and the women kind of take a huge side burner, and I'm really curious to hear what she has to say about that. Okay. See, I I I, I agree with you on like Maeve, and but like the main business lady and Starlight kind of dominate their episodes a lot. So I don't I don't know if I agree with that statement. Ugh, okay, hold on. What'd you say? Uh, like, I, 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 I don't know if I agree with that statement because, like, the main business lady and Starlight kind of dominate their episodes when they're in them. Okay, I get that, but she's she's a lot like a like an Amanda Waller, if that makes any sense. Yeah. She's a oh, she's a real tough woman in a man's world. Okay, that's fair. Um, and then with Starlight, and she's like she's a really innocent girl who has a lot of growing up to do. And is learning it through the evils of men, which is kind of frighteningly accurate to her backstory. Okay. Ugh. Well, then, Mary, you will have to report back once you have time to watch this show. Well. All right. So, but the the the, the, the one thing that Mary did go like, like did, did do this week was she went and saw the brand new movie, The Kitchen, which is based off of a DC Vertigo book. And Mary, how how did you feel about The Kitchen? Well, like you said, The Kitchen is based off of the DC Vertigo book of the same name from Ollie Masters and Mick Doyle. Huge fan of the Vertigo book when it was coming out. And so when I heard a couple years back that it was in development, I was really excited. Okay. We didn't really hear much about it as production was going on, but... I caught the news earlier this week that uh, critics did not love it. Um, but I bit the bullet and I went to see it. And um, I think probably a little too harsh, but they have valid critiques. Um, the first half, the first act of the movie is really pretty choppy. You can tell that um, it was really ripped apart in the editing process. And, you know, as we know from previous films, Warner Brothers has a habit of doing this, where they take a product and they chop it all to hell. You know, it ultimately affects the overall quality of the movie. I think the last movie that, you know, the last big movie that he did where we didn't really hear about that was Crazy Rich Asians. If they did leave it alone, look how well it did. So that's my critique about the first act of the film is that it's really choppy. Things kind of happen out of nowhere. You have, you get individual motivation, but scenes where it was all tying together, that's clearly missing. Movie absolutely picks up in the second and third acts because there is a scene where uh, Barracuda by the band Heart starts to play. And mm -hmm. that's when the movie picks up from there is when Heart does Barracuda. It is the story of three Italian, not Italian, excuse me, Irish mob wives whose husbands are sent to prison and they are left by themselves. Um, the Irish gang says that they're going to take care of them, but basically gives them like no money. Oh. Yeah. Instead of just kind of rolling over and accepting it, the three of them um, say, fuck it, and decide to do things for themselves. 
Um, the names of the three women in the movie are changed from the comic because in the comic it's Kathy, Raven, and Angie. In the movie, it's Kathy, who is played by Melissa McCarthy, played by Tiffany Haddish, and Claire, who is played by Elizabeth Moss. That was the first of many changes in the film. Um, it is a decent adaptation. It is, it, it is a true adaptation where it is not page for page, but the heart and soul of the original product is there. All right. It has an audience score of about 71% last time I checked, and that is, that, that's a fair rating. It's good, it's not great. Like, um, on the uh, car ride home, I was talking with my wife, and uh, she said that she feels like there's a director's cut floating out in the ether somewhere. We need a Snyder cut of the kitchen. We do. <laughs> but, like I said, the second act is great. The third act is a wonderfully done mob movie. Haddish is the absolute standout performance of this movie because up until this point she's been doing a lot of comedic acting and don't get me wrong I think she is hysterical she gets kind of like burned but, out half the time for me but the kitchen there's really nothing comedic about her performance um, there are a few moments like of an offhanded joke or levity and they don't come from her they come from McCarthy and uh, Moss to a smaller extent but Tiffany Hanish is all business in this movie and she does it really well okay. uh, if you're looking to go see you know a movie for the afternoon I recommend the kitchen um, you don't expect the Godfather but it's not a terrible film um, from what I've seen, Ali Masters and Ming Doyle were really happy with the movie, and if the creators are happy, that was a good indication to me that the heart and soul of the movie is there. My critique of the, my spoiler-free critique of the kitchen. It's it's a good time. No alcohol required. Alcohol required. There's a lot of shooting though. <laughs> Some reviews that I read saw that the movie, you know, they claimed the movie is gruesome. And not, re I mean, really no more gruesome than something you'd see in a standard rated R movie. Okay. Minor, tiny, tiny, tiny spoiler. My favorite scene from the comic did make it into the movie and I was very excited. All right. Comic, they uh, get one of the Irish mob guys to team up with them, and he teaches them how to cut up a body, and okay. you know, taking it out and um, dumping it in the water. And that scene is in the movie, but you don't actually see him cutting up the body. Dang. Scene, <laughs> and I'm glad it made it into the movie, and I was very happy about that. But um, if you're looking for a badass lady film that isn't, you know or anything like that it's pardon my language but it's bitches doing it for themselves so hey, there you go all right well i will need to see this movie at some point because I, it sounds amazing um because i i need more like good comic stuff in my life right now like we've been struggling for a hot minute and segue apparently dc struggling too so into our main topic of the evening it was uh, noted recently in um, interviews with Jim Lee um, that DC Comics is becoming very stagnant with their digital sales. So, 
apparently, DC, uh, Jim Lee said in an interview that because of DC Universe, their their streaming app, where they have things like Doom Patrol, Titans, and also they have their comic books, basically from a year ago back to their like beginning age comics, are available basically for- from thirty eight to twenty eighteen. Wow. That wow. Much of the gold, they have as much of their Golden Age stuff as they can. Okay. Wow, that's a lot of years. Um, mm-hmm. and like, like basically all the all of that plus TV shows and movies for seven dollars a month, and it, it, I, and the idea of it hitting DC's digital bottom line kind of makes sense. Because not only do people seem to prefer the Netflix model for their comic books, or just their entertainment in general, but not everybody has the ability to throw out $10, dollars $40 a week, let alone a month, for comic books. Which is why a lot of the industry is struggling across the board, so to see this, like, this, like, this announcement... It isn't much of a surprise to me. It's not like any surprise whatsoever because I knew when this came out, when DC Universe was a thing, that the minute they went, we had this conversation on a previous episode, I believe, where we knew the minute DC went to all of their collection, their sales were going to take a bit of a hit. And from what I remember, Marvel's digital sales did take a bit of a hit when they uh, when they released uh, Marvel Unlimited. Because that's on a six-month delay, I believe. Yes. Which I wonder why DC decided to do a year and not six months. Probably to try and keep their digital sales current. Yeah. But I think biggest problem with DC Universe, and I do have a DC Universe subscription, but I'm trying to kind of, you know, speak objectively here. Subjectively. The price is too low and it offers too many things. Mm. You get you get Doom Patrol, Titans, Swamp Thing for the moment, Stargirl's almost out, Harley Quinn is almost out. So, I mean, you've got five original shows right there, not to mention whatever they have in their uh, their library. They just siphoned off a bunch of movies that are probably getting um, shuffled over to HBO Max when that launches. They just dropped uh, Watchmen onto the service. They just dropped Watchmen. So, I mean, you're getting all of that plus, you know, 80 plus years of their remaining comic library onto this service bucks a month. So there's too much for book price. Like, they're going out of their way to make sure that every new animated movie, um, surprisingly, except for Hush. Hush has not come out on the app yet. Um, but like when Justice League versus the Fatal Five dropped, it was on DC Universe the net like the same day. So it, it while like I do agree with you that that like this thing is very cheap, and it's probably why they're that like things like Swamp Thing aren't coming back because they poured so much money into it, but they're not making enough revenue to keep it going. So it's like I, Swamp I, Thing seems to be it was seemed to be a tax error. I don't think it's the actual, um, I don't think it's Warner Brothers itself. There was the whole thing about, um, I don't remember which Carolina Swamp Thing was shot in, but um, 
they were supposed to get a tax credit of about $40 million. That did not happen due to a, literally due to a paperwork error. Oh, wow. The last figures I saw, these may not be correct, take it with a grain of salt. Warner Brothers took a hit of about $14 million with um, the screwed up tax credits. Leo just decided, just decided to cut it loose. Travis, do you use DC Universe? Did he die? I hope not. Travis, come back. Oh, he, he, he's muted. Oh, I'm still here. Sorry, I forgot I was <laughs> muted for a second. <laughs> I'm just answering here like an idiot. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't use DC Online. Um, I, I should be using DC Online because I'm really interested in the shows, but it's one of those things that I'm like... Where is it going to end up when all these streaming services finally settle down? So I haven't really committed to it. Mm, that's fair. Thing is that um, when HBO Max was originally announced, um, it was going to be the exclusive streaming home of things like Batwoman and subsequent DC shows, but they have since relented. Oh, have they? Because they've confirmed, confirmed that Doom Patrol will air simultaneously on both platforms oh. and uh, Nancy Drew and Katie Keene are also going to be available on the CW app as well. I keep forgetting that there's a new DC uh, Nancy Drew show going on. I keep forgetting about that. I love Nancy Drew way too much that I'm probably, I mean, it looks like it's going to be a mess, but the CW is a mess. Yeah. Every CW show in some way or another is a cringy mess. And yeah. that's why we love them. Yes. I mean, I think. Mm, what was I about to say? I lost my train of thought. Um, I th- I think the the thing that bugs me the most is that like all I all I wanted from this app was it for it to have the comics. I but at the same time, it trying to be this like all in one package. I knew the minute they weren't trying to like cut the CW app down and put the CW shows on here, it was gonna bite them in the ass. I knew that from the jump, and them keeping it as low as they are, they, they are, and like to the point that now Disney is going to have a dollar less, and they're probably gonna go up higher too. Like it, it's, I feel like if DC Universe doesn't like start tightening it up and getting things going right the right way, it's probably gonna end up being just the comics like Marvel Unlimited is, and then every, all the TV shows are gonna be on HBO Max. Is that... distinct po- I think that's a distinct possibility is um, that they're gonna pull off the media of uh, the you know uh, TV and movies and just have it be comic books yeah because like yeah. 799s a fair price for the comic library yeah it's it's cheaper than Marvel limited for like like a year back like it's it's not only taking a hit but it's also like it's cheaper so it, it it's a very weird contradiction. Um, here's a quote from what Jim Lee was saying. He says, the fact that it, their digital sales, uh, kind of plateaued and we've hit a wall speaks a lot to different things. Uh, we need to reinvent what we're doing digitally. The subscription service that we're doing on DC, on the DC Universe platform is part of that. Better at marketing to people that know our characters, love our characters, but aren't buying comics me that kind of translates to 
okay, people are using the app, we love that, but they're not spending money on the comics. Okay, but see, like, he they should have seen this coming. That's, that's where it bugs me, where it's like, you should have seen half of your digital numbers going to the app regardless. And not only that, I feel like this could have been a possibility to, like, like, bring up what Marvel does, where, like, they link Marvel and Comixology so they can, like, transfer their digital sales. If there was a way to also buy digital books and also have them on the DC Universe app, like, a thing, like, sort of like a trade-off to keep the current books, like, buy the current books, but also have the digital books, that would be a way to, like, mitigate some of your, like, like some of your, like, like loss there. Because... That's what Marvel's doing, and they're still keeping Marvel Unlimited going, and Comixology does the same thing for Comixology Unlimited. That. Or, you, you cut out, what did you say? Does that. They have the DC app, where it does link your DC books from Comixology, but that's not on DC. Um, we need because... to combine... The DC app and the Marvel app are both powered by Comixology. For books, you know, say like, you know, you go through a Comixology sale and you buy a bunch of trades, those are available on the DC Comics app. But that does not link to DC Universe because you don't own any of those books. Books That's a library. There needs to be some synergy going on here. Well, um, it's the same thing with the Marvel app and Marvel Unlimited, because Marvel Unlimited is a library, so you don't own those books. Oh, the, essentially... they have, Marvel has different uh, different apps, too? <clears throat> I thought they were the same damn thing. I'm kind of mad at myself now. Verify here. Yep, Marvel Comics and Marvel Unlimited, they're two different apps. Uh, so... Your apps are powered by Comixology, and then you have the libraries. You're essentially, with Marvel Unlimited and for DC Universe, speaking strictly to the comics, you're paying for a library card. <laughs> exactly what it is is yeah. that it's you're paying for the digital library, and you know you can download the books, you can read them offline, blah 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 blah. We're like Matilda Sir. going in to buy our first library card. So there's a service for the books you own, and then there's a service for the books you I mean, like, Travis, like, you being the casual person like, on the table here when it comes to, like, this... Not not that way, you know what I mean, but, like, the person who's, like... <laughs> I think you killed him. No, not, not like that, but, like, the, the, the one who's, like, the 9 to 5, like, like working hard, like... Like middle lower class, gotta feed the kid and whatnot. Like, like you, you already gotta like pencil in Disney for coming coming this November. Like, what? Like, if yep. this, if this like only went to just being the comics, similar to Marvel Unlimited, would you would you even consider it? Um, probably not. Because it, it's it's one of those things where I have to weigh it out. Where it's like, ah, oh, this would be cool to have, but am I gonna use it? Kind of like having both iTunes and Spotify. You know, like I don't, I don't need uh, more than one service that I'm gonna do the same thing with. If that makes any sense. Okay. Now, do you use Marvel Unlimited? No, I don't use any of the the online comic stuff. To be honest with you, I order all my stuff off of Amazon. <laughs> oh, okay. 
But see, I also find myself running into that trouble with DC Universe, because I don't have Marvel Unlimited, to the shock of no one. Um, but I have a really expansive trade library. So the things I would absolutely want to read on DC Universe, I already own in trade or single issue. I already own the physical copies. So that makes it difficult to weigh it out. Like, you know, if I'm waiting for a doctor's appointment or something, like, sure, I'll pull up 52 on the app if I want to reread 52, but... Because you know Mary will always want to reread 52. Reenact 52. Like... That would be amazing to, like, see you do, like, a live reading of 52. And have me single-handedly reenact all of 52. Yes. That would be pretty cool. But no, like, I, 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 I get what you're saying. Because, now, now, granted, for me, I like the convenience of it, because especially if I, if I don't own the issues, or, like, I don't, I'm too lazy to get up and grab the trade off my shelf, like my Teen Titans issues, because I'm a Jeff Johns whore. Like, I, I, I do appreciate the ability to just whip that out. That was the wrong phrasing for that. Um, that like, I, I do appreciate <laughs> the ability to, like, actually, like, pull up it on the app and read it, because, like, I only have, like, five of the volumes for Jeff Johns' run. And, like, it has everything on the app. <laughs> like, I remember when, like, DC was going through and uploading everything to the app when they announced they were going fully everything. And I was like, I don't see my Jeff Johns. Where is it? I need my Titans. I need my Young Justice. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I'm, it frustrates me. Because, like, this is, like, the third or fourth time we've had to talk about DC Universe when it comes to this. Like, because I wanted this to succeed. I wanted this to actually go well. But now Jim Lee's getting mad or, like, DC, like, like editorial, like, not editorial, but, like, D, like, DC Executive is getting mad because of the lack of sales because of the streaming service. And I'm like, you should have saw that coming. Yeah. I mean, and DC Digital has always been... As it were, because Marvel really leaned into their digital services because they offer the um, the free copies. You know, you get a free digital version of the book that you buy in print. Time that Marvel tried to take that away, there was massive backlash. You know, they had taken that service away, and instead of getting a free copy of the book that you purchased, you got three random issues. Uh, three random first issues of whatever trades were coming out that week. Blech. So, say if you bought, like, an issue of Avengers, you would get, you know, the first issue of uh, an Inhumans book, an X-Men book, and then, like, a Captain America book. And they tried to market it as, oh, you get four issues for the price of one. That's not how that works. Which is... Oh. But, if you buy multiple books, you don't, you know... That would be sort of the, the most like annoying thing. Like if you bought like two books and then you get like a digital code for both of those books, like on the the wrong book, like that would mm -hmm. frustrate the living god out of me. You've got that, you know, Inhumans, X Men, Captain America book attached to all of your Marvel books. So then it just kind of becomes a waste, as it were. And Marvel Insider has the points program. And you get 200 points for every digital book you redeem. So not only did it cut down on the points, and a lot of people take those points seriously. Like Mary. I do and I don't. I have over 300,000 and I don't know how that happened. 
<laughs> I have spent like none of them, but for whatever reason, it's kind of like just this weird collector's habit with me. Like I have to collect them all. That's hilarious. Because I'm waiting. Because someday they're gonna post something that I'm absolutely gonna love, and I'm gonna be ready. She's gonna be, be ready. ready, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, so the point, the moral of the story is DC need to calm down. Um, <laughs> but but speaking of DC, there was one topic that I forgot to talk about. Um, that I forgot to put on the, that I forgot to have Mary put on the notes. Uh, was so Travis. We're not gonna talk about Brexit. Oh, we also got to talk about that. But we'll, we'll get this fun one out of the way first. Travis. This giant red no? Is that the fun one? <laughs> no. The, the digital conversation spiraled out into a couple of other things in the outline, but we don't need to. We don't need to worry about that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the giant red no came from Mary typing butts in, my, in, in the agenda. Um, <laughs> yeah, I put you all blast. Uh, but no, so Travis, um, you, and I, you and I have been playing DC Universe Online for Switch the past few days. Yes. It was recently released, and now granted, I took a break the past, like, two days. I only played it for, like, a day because, like, I bought Mario Maker 2, so, like, I've been a little busy. But, um, I, I it, it was definitely a refresher to revisit this game after years of forgetting it existed. <laughs> That's the truth. Like, <laughs> when this game first was was created, uh, Mary, did you ever play DC Universe Online? Briefly. Briefly? Okay. Like, for anybody who doesn't know, DC Universe Online was pitched as, like, DC's, like, c- competition against, like, World of Warcraft. Like, or, I, I think the better, like, comparison would be, um... What was that? Um, City of Heroes. Yeah, City of Heroes. So they go, like, you go into DC Universe Online, all the original designs were based off of Jim Lee's artwork. Like, it was the pre-New 52 DC Universe with all this cool stuff. And it was like, like, once the New 52 started, it became this time capsule of, like, new adventures and things to do and cool storylines and full voice acting. Like, some of the original DC animated people came back, but then some didn't. So it ended up being really awkward because you'd hear um, Kevin Conroy, and then you'd walk and like, and then you'd walk over and hear somebody else voicing Superman, and you're like, "You're not Superman!" Like it would bug the crap out of you. And it, I'm not gonna lie, when it first began, it was really cool. It had some issues where it would fluctuate between like pricing options, where for a while it was trying to be World of Warcraft with like the premium month-to-month thing. And then it bounced to free to play with like microtransactions. And now, from what Travis told me, it's trying to do both. Question mark. Yeah, it's uh, it's strange because I got on and I'm kind of a sucker because I've been playing this game since day one. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I, I used to have a disc copy of Same. this game. I used to have. And so. Between, like, the the load screens, which are, like, light years better than they were when this game came out. It was god-awful. Yeah, I'm I'm so willing to shell out the 15 bucks a month because there's so much DLC, but you have to, like, go in there and do the microtransaction for the in-game currency, and then you can start buying the DLC shit. And the the problem with that is if you just do the 15 bucks a month, you get all of it. (laughs) 
see. I want to see if you can link all of your accounts together. Because if I can link my Sony account to my Switch account, everything will be so much better. Oh man! If I could have my PlayStation account on the Switch, oh, that would change it. That would change the game for me immediately. <laughs> but I don't. I don't think that's the case though, because I'm using the same email for both. To be oh, honest. Dang. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely having fun re- revisiting this. I think Travis and I will have to link up for some fun here in a minute. Cause it, oh, Mary, you might have to go buy a Switch or pop on um, the Xbox One for it because um, episode four of the of DC Universe Online of like their premium edition is DC Bombshells. Oh, very nice. Because <laughs> I'm like scrolling through the website and I saw that and I was like, ooh, Mary's gonna be excited. <laughs> So there's that. Um, this has been a very dry week when it comes to comic books, but we still want to give you our recommendations for this past week. So, Mary, what is your recommendation for this past week in the world of comic books? My recommendation for this past week is Future Foundation number one. Yeah. Um, it's a new book. And um, it's not obviously it's not the first time we've seen Future Foundation. No, not at all. Um, it is written by Jeremy Whitley, who I absolutely adore, and will and the art is done by Will Robson. First time in quite a while we have seen members of the Power Pack reunited. Yeah. Alex Power obviously has returned, and he enlists his sister Julie to help him lead this new group of Kids for the Future Foundation. And it looks like like it's started out on a great note. It looks like it's going to be an awesome space adventure, and I'm excited. With randomly Yondu, and I don't know how I feel about that. Around, so... Like, they're trying to, like, MCU-ify Yondu, and I'm like, can we not? I, I, I am very excited that the, the Future Foundation is back. I'm glad, like, like, a very good writer like Jeremy Whitley is on board for this. So, yes, go pick that up at your local comic book shop. Um, Travis, you you salty, but you still recommending this book, and I want to understand why. For all the wrong reasons. <laughs> okay, so um, what is your recommendation for this past week? Uh, it's going to be Batman 76. Um this is yes it's if if you've been on the internet and you read comics and you're on any internet comic book groups it's the one where gotham girl beats the piss out of captain adam and you heard me right i said captain adam that is just insane to me but i I can't (laughs) lie i can't lie tom king did put it in the canon in back in batman 5 that is a reality um but i think the reason you have to be captain adam's ass though like of all people Right, and that's, I think that's my issue. As I, I would like to ask Tom King, when did Captain Adam become the measuring stick? Like, we don't have a Sodom yacht laying, laying around right over here, you know? <laughs> um, but, I, I don't know, it's... I, I suggest reading it because you can see the shift in extremes that we're starting to see in in the landscape of Batman right now, and... Whether you like this or not, it's going to be a big deal in the Batman canon. And that's that's why I highly recommend it. It's depressing that like we have to deal with this as being a part of the Batman canon. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm going to be honest with you. That is the truth. But uh, 
I, I, I can't argue with the writer because it doesn't. It's uncouth. I have to deal with it. You I know will. What I, mean? I will give Tom King that he does give Kite Man some time to shine. So like, I will give him that. Like that's what I appreciate. Okay. Is that Kite Man got 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 that got that that time to shine? That and I'm finally seeing Thomas Wayne again after that like seven issue of just machine bending of of the of Bruce's mind. I I really couldn't stand that. <laughs> also, I love that, but, that Tim Drake gives Damien what for. I love it. Yes, in the Robin costume. Yes, <laughs> yes. Very, <laughs> you can you can deal with it. I don't care if you don't I like think, my boy. I think one thing. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it was in this Batman book, so maybe I'll bite my tongue and, and we'll, we'll talk about this after we get off the air. <laughs> okay. Okay. But Mary, you you can deal with it. My boy is greatness. <laughs> oh, does she go? Does she run away? Does she go away? Mary, come back. Let, let me talk about my boy Tim Drake. I'm sorry, I was not listening. What? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's like that. Cold. Cold. It's like that. <laughs> For real. I mean. Unless, you know, it's, uh, it, my dad. Oh. Okay. Something happened. Okay, cool. Um, we'll, we'll talk about it after. Um, my recommendation for this past week, I've been, like, sitting in my corner reading this book, not talking about it a lot, because, like, it, it makes me feel like the pre-New 52 era of comics is back, but, like, it's not, because, like, it's a weird mismatch of both. Where like the new like the current canon and the old canon because Tom Taylor has been writing this series called Deceased, where like the anti life equation turns like half of the world or the majority of the world into zombies, and this past week we had uh, DC Deceased. I hate that that freaking oh I hate it so much Deceased. 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 <laughs> like like you couldn't put an apostrophe there like for me please like come on now, but like it, it's this heart wrenching narrative of like everyone losing the people they love and it's just like it's painful and then i feel like everyone just hates captain adam this week because captain adam gets his ass kicked in this book too and it's depressing because like <laughs> the at the like the act like ray paul i love how inadvertently ray palmer is his downfall <laughs> It's a clever. Are you serious? It's a clever nod, to, like to to, to to an old story that Ray Palmer oh. is his downfall, uh, because Ray Palmer is a zombie and he crawled inside of Captain Adam and tore out his bloodstream until he became a zombie himself. So he's basically starting to like explode w with zombie power. So it's very depressing. But um, you 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 keep reading issue four and tragedy keeps striking, and like. Freaking Kendra, like Hawk Girl, gets like has to deal with, with with what's going on. Mara and Wonder Woman have to deal with with, with all of this. Um, I think I think um, Tom Taylor like really likes um, Black Canary and Green Arrow because he freaking made Black Canary a Green Lantern, and I'm like, oh my god, yes, I'm all about this. <laughs> and the story just keeps going on. And, like, like Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy had to fight the last remnants of the Birds of Prey. Like, Huntress, Catwoman, Batwoman, and Batgirl are all zombies now. And it's like, oh, that's painful. And then, 
like, thank you, Tom Taylor. Thank you, Tom Taylor, for for recognizing that Anissa Pierce and Je- and Jennifer Pierce exist because Black Lightning is a lot like like is somehow a survivor and he brings his daughters along with him to like with the rest of the heroes to like the safe haven of the Daily Planet. And I'm like, thank you, thank you for acknowledging they exist. This man, this book may be super out of canon, but thank you for making that exist. And this issue has a very gruesome scene. Where, like, I'm kind of thankful for once Cyborg didn't say Booyah, because, damn. Like, the way he has to put somebody down is just, damn. So, thankfully for once he didn't say Booyah, because that would be in poor taste. Um, and this is the one time where I will say that I'm okay with Damien being given the gift from his father that he is given. This is the one time, because it's not in canon, and everybody else is dead who could pick up the the costume. This is the one time. <laughs> but it's very tragic, and it's sad, and I don't like it. But, um, I, 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 for anybody who wants a really good, like, heart-wrenching narrative about the DC Universe, I definitely recommend Deceased. Deceased. Read it. It's really good. It's on issue four. It's very well done. Uh, I, I highly recommend it. Okay. So, um, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Panel on the Panel. We will be back next week with a very, very special guest that we will be announcing tomorrow on our Twitter at PTP underscore podcast. So please follow us on there to, 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 to get that announcement. Also follow the website on Comics Ground on Twitter and Instagram at on Comics Ground. Check out the website day, uh, week every weekday. For the latest uh, previews, uh, articles, and reviews about the latest comic books. Well, had a little burp there. Alright, so, Travis, what is your closing statement for episode 13? Ah, watch the boys. It is awesome and gory. Yes, it is very gory. You you need to have a, a very strong stomach for some of the stuff in this show. But it's very good, and I, I also agree. Watch the boys. Um, Mary, what is your closing statement for for episode 13? I have one. Um, Lois Lane number two. Read Lois Lane number two? All right. Why didn't you recommend that book, too? Yep. You, you're cutting out. Mary, Mary, come back, come back. Okay, but read Lois Lane number two for Mary, despite uh, communication issues. All right, and my closing statement, as always, is to support your local comic book shop. We will be back next week. Please tune into our Twitter tomorrow for the, uh, the latest announcement. Uh, also, if you ever miss an episode of any of our podcasts, whether it be Blurred Grounds, Living on the Edge, which is coming back next Wednesday, well, this 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 week's Wednesday. Uh, or um, panel to panel, or or seduction of the innocent, or um, aggressive negotiation. Any of our shows, you can check out the archives on our YouTube channel at youtube.com/slash/oncomicsground. So thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you folks next time. Peace out.